Today's show is brought to you by Morgan's Removal Services. We clear. What are you doing out here? I'm doing stuff. Thanks. You're listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. This week, coming to you from the UK only, please welcome your hosts, Sam and Stefan. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Stuff and Things podcast. I am Sam and I'm joined by my friend, Stefan. How you doing buddy? G'day, how we doing? You, you went back to good day again, didn't you? I had to. I now know we have an Auss- Aussie listener. Yeah, but just one doesn't know bad. Oh, okay. Evil. How could you do this to me? Um. So, my friend, we have had season nine has wrapped for mid-season. Season nine part A. Hasn't um, it just? Wow. Yeah. Right. So, what? We've, had, we've had eight episodes. Yep. Um, and the timeline in the Walking Dead universe has moved more in those eight episodes than it did in the previous eight seasons. Yes. So, season one, all the way through to season uh, six, you're looking at about two and a bit years have gone by. Yep. From the start of All Out War, so episode one of season seven, to the conclusion at the end of season eight, yep. so those two seasons, that all happened in the space of three months. I say that was only a few months, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And now into, then you had a time jump of 18 months, and then six years. So, yeah, crazy. It's, it's a bit all over the place, but yeah. Yeah. Um, overall then, just focusing on this episode... Uh, your overall thoughts, what did you think? I loved it. Yeah, you loved the whole episode? Well, most of it. <laughs> most gonna, of it. You, you were nearly there. You were you were nearly there for a complete home run. Um, Almost, yeah. No, it, it was... They've brought something back that we haven't seen since season, like, two and three. Okay, well, it's going to be good to talk about that. So, um, I'm going to break it down, like we've done for the others, just sort yep. of focusing on individual story arcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get stuck into it, obviously, it's the season, it's The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 8, and the title of the episode was... Evolution? Well, I say evolution, but yeah. yeah evolution, evolution. It was the same spelling, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. You know, one of those is probably the British way of saying it, and one's probably the American way, and I don't know which is which. Evolution, evolution. 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 I, know the I don't Amer- know. I know the Americans say Iran instead of... Iran and Iraq instead of Iraq, and they throw silly Z's instead of S's into words. Well, I always find the organize. Well, I always find the Iran Iraq thing funny because you know when you're there checking in basically to get into their country, they don't call it immigration; it's called immigration. So yeah. why Iran? I don't. I've never understood that. It's they, just America for you, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. Lesson. Apologies to those listeners, but yeah. No, no, don't apologise to them. They're in the colonies, they're fine. They're all still too full of turkey to complain about anything anyway. They just had their turkey day. <laughs> they had their turkey day, and then they had their black eye day, and they've had all sorts, haven't they, really? Yeah, yeah, that whole shopping punch-up thing seems a bit extreme to me. 
it's mental considering it's all the stuff they couldn't sell six months ago so they just whacked it on sale and everyone's like yeah TV yeah why why yeah, ramp- rampant consumerism. I actually cool. did a thing. I'll make this will make you laugh just quickly. When yep. I was in year thirteen at school, so the second year of sixth form. Yep. Um, I was in film studies. Yep. And you, we had to do a project kind of relating film horrors to real life horrors. Yep. I did zombie apocalypse and Black Friday sales. Ha! Yeah. Well, I've always seen the the, the same mindless shots, violence yeah. and what. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I've got quite high marks on it as well. Well done. Well done. Yeah, yeah bravo. I'm very impressed. Uh, so, did the whole thing in two days instead of three months because I didn't want to do coursework. But apart from that, yeah. Who does? I yeah. I want to start our discussion of the episode talking about Henry. Um, two reasons. One, there are a few bits and pieces in here to discuss until I want to get out of the way. You love this character, don't you? I hate this character. I He's I your f- new Madison. I find the the character slightly less annoying. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so so let's be fair actually. In this episode, the character yep. doesn't annoy me. Well that's good. The story arc in this episode for this character does annoy me. Okay. So um he's okay. staying at Hilltop, he's gonna be apprenticing as a smith. Yep. He's a very respectful young man. Um, you know, uh, Carol's obviously leaving him there. You know, and they're they're both a little bit tearful about the situation. But I do like how he's grown in the six years. We haven't seen it, but he's gone from an annoying little brat yep. to this well respectful, well mannered yep. kind of yep. decent kid. Yeah, Ezekiel and Carol, as adopted parents, have done a very good job. Let's let's throw that out there. He's very respectful, um, keen to learn. He he's got yep. a little crush on Enid, and then finds out that what well, the person everyone has dubbed Jersey Shore Savior yep. is now with Enid. That, that that was a sad moment. It was a strange moment. I didn't see that coming. Well, it was a sad moment for two reasons. One, poor Henry. You know, yeah. we've all been there when we've had a crush on someone, and some older guy cops off with her, and you're like, oh, yeah. Um, and then also, you know, Carl died for this. Ugh. <laughs> she was with Carl, the badass of the apocalypse, the cyclops. And now of she's with Jersey Shore. And now she's with Jersey Shore Savior. <laughs> so there we go. That that was a bit vomit inducing, and also you know, I've, Carl's just spinning in his grave right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. We've got. Then we got. I've written down here. Meet the idiot teens. What is it about? The depiction of younger children in the apocalypse that they're all morons by and large. Is yep. it that teenagers by and large are prats, so therefore they're just yes. taking it the natural step further, which is teenagers in the apocalypse would still be prats? And should we go with that real famous argument at the moment of the whole millennials thing? What millennials instead of millennials, suck. they're now apocalypsins. Apocalypsins. <laughs> yeah. I like that. The idiot children of the apocalypse. Okay, so they are. And I don't know about you, but I find that whole thing really dull and predictable. Yeah, oh, massively. Look, they've massively. snuck out. Oh, look, they're drinking. Oh, look, they've got a pet walker they play with. Yeah, done, I mean, it's... It's yeah. dull. It's stupid. At what point are people going to realise that never works? Now, yep. Henry, to his credit, deals with it, kills the thing. He's like, yeah, nope, not not doing this. Yeah, he's he kind of looks at them as if to go, though. you idiots, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. 
He is hammered drunk though, and later we find him locked up in the cells. So, uh, the king, the um, sorry, the hilltop appears to have pretty strict laws of governments. We know they do yep. elections, etc. And they, you know, uh, the guy who he's apprenticing with says, "Well, drunk and disorderly is two days down here." Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that they've got that. Um, but yeah, with regards to Henry, are there any other things that kind of stuck out to you in that? I mean, I. I don't think the kids... We got introduced to them all by name, and although the girls' names seemed familiar, I think it was just because it was slightly different, I don't think we've encountered them before. No, which makes me wonder, like, they were obviously there at the beginning-ish because they talked to Henry about him being, yeah. oh, you're the kid with the stick. Yeah. yeah which so made I, me great, and you three are the kids that I have no recollection of at all. Yeah, which which would have been great. Oh, yeah, you remember me. I don't know who you are. Yeah, but... Yeah. But no, he's a polite young man. He's just like, yes, that was me. That was quite a long time ago. Hello. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's strange. Yeah, I mean, obviously we knew there were kids at the hilltops that are just those kids that have grown up in the six years. But still, it just... It, it, it felt a bit forced. Thing. And it was one of those scenes, again, where if you didn't have that in it, would it have mattered? No. It, and that's And that's a great... And that's kind of where you come back to now, which is there were parts of this episode which had real meaning to them and real kind of drama to it Mm -hmm. um and yet i felt like we wasted time with this yeah Um, at one point you've got daryl watching a herd now turn a corner instead and on the other hand you've got some kids with a zombie in a hole yeah so it is doesn't really go does it no it it was kind of that's how it felt to me anyway it just felt like oh really why am i why am i bothering with this so that was a little disappointing, um, but yeah, from a Henry point of view, I don't think there was anything else. I think we covered everything. Yep. Um, probably more than we needed to. Probably more than we needed to. So I want to move on to Negan. Okay. Um, there's a few things here with Negan which I found interesting. This so whole the, scene led me to my favourite joke that I made last night. Your favourite joke? Oh yeah, um, we haven't said. Uh, last night, in case anyone was following along, Stefan took over the podcast of thangs twitter uh which is at podcast of thangs which is great our, fun our twitter and you live tweeted throughout the episode i did i was replying to people i was kind of keeping an eye on the and the hashtags the walking dead yeah. walking Dead family and the walking dead uk yeah uh just kind of replying to things on there getting people talking talking with people good fun yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you have fun. We're going to do it again. Um, so 9B, uh, every episode one of us will be doing that. So it's you can fun. get involved in that. We'll probably create our own hashtag as well. Um, we'll come up with something possibly... Well, we'll come up with something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Negan, there, there was a thing with Father Gabriel. So Father Gabriel's basically like teaching him some kind of relaxation, you know, meditation. Negan's like, yeah, this ain't working. You know, I, I get what you're doing. I mean, let's be honest. If someone like Gabriel comes to teach you meditation, you are not going to be relaxing. No, but what is interesting is Negan did thank him. It was kind of a throwaway line, but I picked up on it, and I think it's important. He thanks him. He said to him, I really appreciated you coming down here when I was losing it and helping me, but I'm okay now. Yeah. So... When we left him, he was broken with that whole Maggie thing. And me and you kind of speculated, was he really broken? Did he manipulate that situation? We both felt that that moment where the camera froze on him at the end, like he was going to look up and smile, but he didn't. 
it would yes. appear, actually, no, he genuinely was broken down. He, it he does, was, they've given that impression now, haven't they? They have given that impression, yeah. So, Father Gabriel did go down there. Uh, Negan and him, uh, the best word in the world, it's banter, really. Negan's kind of giving him some jibes about dating Rosita, and, you know, people stand outside myself or get them in here. I hear all sorts, you know, he's kind of yeah. trying to get a rise out of him. Gabriel's to his credit it's just like no go away whatever <laughs> yeah um but kind of leave shaking his head like how can you be down here all this time and not improve um yeah how are you still Negan yeah how Ow. are you still you Gabriel obviously then does learn about Rosita which worries him stresses him out so the next scene is basically Gabriel the poor guy as jailer has to go and empty Negan's bedpan if you like yeah Negan, that's a job and a half isn't it Negan's winding him up like yeah so like literally you are smelling my crap right now which is he's like basically just telling him that what's come out of my ass is going down your nose <laughs> Gabriel snaps and he, but the thing that I find interesting was Negan immediately went from that over the top character to being what is it so that over the top character that kind of banter mm. winding him up I think he genuinely has a care for Gabriel. I think those two do have a connection. And I find it interesting that his entire demeanour changed when he saw Gabriel snap as, oh, something's wrong. That's not, you know, that's not our thing. I wind you up. You tell me I'm evil. That's our thing. <laughs> you yeah, don't this snap. You're not in this. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? And he he did genuinely seem to empathise with him. Do you Do you think that was genuine? I want to think it is purely for the ongoing of the show and where I think it might be going. I kind of hope it was. But yeah, well, no, Negan. No, you don't know. But I, I, I genuinely believe in that moment because of the way his whole demeanour changed. The old Negan would just be like, ah, well, get another one. You know? Yeah, but well, you've only was... got one? Come on, you should have yeah. at least three. Yeah, so so that was interesting. That, that kind of empathy showed there. Now, Gabriel leaves. He's angry. Bit later on, Negan discovers that the cell's been left unlocked. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Yep. Has that been done in an error, Gabriel, or has someone unlocked that cell? I think I'm going to quote my joke. Gabe took his eye off the job. Uh, that was your <laughs> joke. <laughs> yeah, I made that a few times last night. I was so proud of myself. Okay. okay gonna have to keep an eye on you on twitter i can tell hey i i think it was done in a he stormed out not really thinking about it i don't think someone's let him out i think that was a well my initial reaction and it would appear that the vast majority of people's initial reaction is that in fact gabriel stormed out and it was an error however negan was handcuffed to the railings there was another guard there who had to uncuff him to yep. move back freely in his cell. I did that see other this guard, a few times. That other guard then stood there. He stayed around. Now, if the cell had clipped back in and not, surely the guard would have noticed, for one, two, surely that gets checked. Yeah, so, Gabe wasn't actually the last person out no, of the cell. No, he wasn't the last person out of the cell. And also, we're seeing that time has advanced. It is now night time. This was kind of in the afternoon when Gabe was there, possibly yep. mid-morning. And yet we're now at night when Negan realises his cell's open because the ball goes through it. 
I did yeah. love the picking up the ball, dropping it, smiling, and leaving. Like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Um, I just want to kind of jump ahead a little bit here. Um, I've seen the preview for 9B. Oh, I've not yet. Okay, in the preview for 9B, lots of stuff with the Whisperers, as you might imagine. Um, yeah. But there is a scene of Negan appearing to arrive at the hilltop with a shovel in his hand... And he's climbing up the stairs. Now, I can't tell if it's the hilltop house or somewhere else. I'm confused. Okay. But it looks like he's broken into somewhere and he's sneaking around and he's got a shovel in his hand. Now, I don't know whether Negan's given up on Lucille and he's becoming Shovely Joe. He's just going to go around shoveling people to death. No idea. Well, be interesting, but I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. Negan is now loose. So, as if we didn't have enough problems, Negan See, is really my theory now, if he's doing all that, doesn't it? Well, what was your theory that he is going to be a nice guy? Hashtag Uncle Negan. We're going to find him making dinner for Judith and RJ because no one else is there at the moment. Um, I that think there's, kind of theory. I think there's more chance of Father Gabriel sprouting a new eyeball than Negan becoming a good guy. Well, he made noodles, didn't he, in the last season for Judith, I thought maybe. Yeah, but after he upset that poor woman, we're starving. Really? You? Um, oh, yeah, you know. But still, I thought that's what he was going to go do. He was going to go make dinner for them, be like, oh, I know, Mummy's not here at the moment, have some food, it'll be fine. Could you imagine Michonne getting back and finding Negan in the kitchen? Wouldn't it be the best scene ever? He'd be dead. This new version of Michonne would literally <laughs> kill him. Not not like, yeah, fair point. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? It would be dead. Why was he in my house? <laughs> not, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just looking at Judith going, why? Yeah. <laughs> Well, Judith would be like, because he could reach the top shelf. Yeah. Um, to be <laughs> honest with you, I think Judith would barrel his ass with her father's gun as well. I mean, Possible. I, I get the impression Judith is a badass. Yeah. I missed her in this episode. I, I miss Judith Grimes. Judith Grimes should be in every episode, so I'm just putting that out there. Um, Michonne. So moving on from Negan, unless there was any other points in regards to Negan you wanted to discuss. No, I think we're covered on that one. Yeah, I think we have. Um, Michonne's arrival at the hilltop. Um, I've written down here, damn, she is not welcome. Yeah, I've put down, you know, what what happened? I still want to know, along with the majority of Twitter, it seemed last night, what on earth has happened? Love your perspective on this, because when I've been going around social media, be it Twitter, Facebook, uh, you got the official accounts and loads and loads of accounts with like, massive following where there's big discussions going on about the show. Yep. My impression is that people are actually not so much, oh, this is fun, there's this theory, there's this theory, but people are actually annoyed, tell us, this yeah. is aggravating. Oh no, that's exactly what, what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's that's like such a massive shift from where the show used to be, where, you know, it was kind of, you'd uh, people would call it the water cooler topics, isn't it? You know, where you go into work the next day and you're chatting about shows like, oh, well, what's going to happen there? I don't know. This theory, that theory. And it used to be like the community, the Walking Dead community for fans would be part of the fun was throwing out theories of what's happened. But I've Whereas noticed now, with this, we have nothing yeah. but theories because they haven't told us anything at all. Do you, do you think that that's a representative of people being frustrated at the show because they feel like we've been given so much in the past that's turned out to be crap, we're now just aggravated, don't play this game, tell us, because if you play this game and it's crap again, I'm done? 
Or is it actually more a, a societal thing where we're now so used to binge-watching shows that stuff like this, we're like, okay, I'm just going to keep watching until I find out. Yes and no to the second point. Because, yes and no. Yeah, well, yes that, and no. that's sitting on the fence. You're I get like splinters. to do that a lot. <laughs> you think like, the binge-watching community, I can agree, they're probably watching this going, oh, come on, I'm not used to I should be watching this after hour. But even in those shows, you get hints and you get clues and you start to put it together yourself to see if you're correct. Yeah. Whereas on this, we have A and B, which no one has an idea about. We've got these two X Which we're not going to in the show. Exactly. You've got the two X's, the scars, no idea about. You've got all three communities falling apart, no idea about. You've got the fact that Daryl only has one angel wing on his jacket now, not two. Does he? Yeah, yeah, I noticed it last week, and I thought it was just me noticing it, then I realised it was a thing, so I thought I'd better mention it. Why is he on the angel wing? Well, it's gone, and it was on the side where his scar is, so perhaps whatever gave him the scar went through his jacket, damaged, I don't know, or perhaps he removed it, because, you know, Rick's I've lost dead. Rick, I've lost one of my wings, I don't think that's that's a bit dramatic, I feel. I, I feel that that's very Daryl, I mean, he seems uh, emotionally... Um, you know, in touch with his feminine side kind of guy. Does he? No, not at all. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely have no idea, but it is and something that I see, noticed. This is the problem, though. This something... is the problem we have. No one has any idea of what these bits are. And no. instead of us getting clues and making up our own theories and going, God, that'd be really great if that happened, or oh, wouldn't it be great if that happened? We're all just saying, going, I've got absolutely no idea. That's fair. Yeah, and... And it is true. If if there were little bits there to help us piece it together, or or at least we felt like on every episode you moved closer to an answer. So like yeah. in this episode, you learned, you know, you heard a snippet of a conversation. Oh, now, since the we... incident, you'd be like, well, oh, yeah, oh, what, that, incident? What, what incident? What incident? Well, 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 we actually got that Michonne and Carol, you know. I but it's actually a continuation of what we've had from the start, which is since we all know since something happened. Now, at the very beginning, the the overall community thing was all well yeah since rick's gone but mm-hmm. rick the incident with rick didn't cause that scar the incident you know unless more yeah. happened that we don't know about which i really hope in 9b it's addressed more it's I, I've, be, I've read a few things about they're gonna mess around and perhaps do some flashback or perhaps tell the story in a way oh, where we do fill in the gaps but you'd have a flashback Oh, yeah, yeah, as much as, you know, cock-flavoured lollipop. But, um, you not, you'd not be missing them, then? <laughs> no, no, I don't. To be honest with you, the fact that the story is being told linear right now is just wonderful. It's like, this episode leads to the next episode, and that yeah. leads to the next episode. Now, that actually genuinely means that if in Season 9B there is an episode that does do the timey thing... Mm-hmm. It'd be fine by me because it's not all the bloody time. Just the one episode that will fill us in, and we'll go. Ah, yeah. oh, gotcha now. And, okay. and and if it's all integrated into story and it makes sense, brilliant. Yeah. It's that constant, you know, one episode. Then the next episode is that exact same period of time, but from a different character's point of view. Oh, yeah. and then the next episode again. Now, the next episode after that. So episode four is a bottle episode. So everything you've seen in one, two, and three doesn't apply to four. Oh, and five? Oh, five's going to be flashbacks. Okay, in six, you'll get a resolution to one, two, and three. But what happened in four, you're not going to find out about until episode 12. And I'm, I mean, 
I wanted to strangle Gimple yeah. so many times because of that. But because it doesn't just frustrate, you get to this point where you lose interest, and then when it does come back up again, you're like, meh, whatever, don't care, I, I lost interest. Yep, but anyway, we've had that happen. I, yeah, yeah, I, I could talk about that for a while, so I won't. The arrival <laughs> at Hilltops massively—they're not welcome. You know, they make him leave the weapons outside. Don't even say, "Okay, leave your weapons, come on in." Just glare at her until yeah, she drops the weapons. Yeah, that was so strange. When he, um, when the guy on the horse came running through. Yeah, yeah. And it was tender when everyone's running into the barriers and everyone's getting inside. And I think to myself, at first, I thought he was saying biters. No, no. It and was, I thought, ah, uh, oh, that herd's coming on, so they're getting everyone inside. The herd's going to turn up. That's going to be cool. No, no riders are And then coming. I realised it was riders, and I was like, who the ride? Oh, wait a minute. The only riders I can think of is Michelle. Why are they well, all hiding from Michelle? Yeah, why are they so worried about another community? What the hell has happened? Yeah. Because the overall thing seems to be we just don't work with each other anymore because of the distance between us. We all got to look after ourselves. That appears to be the Michonne thing. But this was like pure fear. Like yeah, everyone well, was sprinting for the gate. Fear and anger. It was yeah. like everyone everyone get inside. And then when they realised it was Michonne, it wasn't like, oh, don't worry, everyone. It's just Alexandria. It was what do you want. Yeah. It was strange. So yeah, yeah, it was very strange, and without an explanation, it's quite aggravating because the six-year time jump, you know, from us watching, it was like they're all yeah. good, they're all good, they're now not. Yeah. What? Oh. What? <laughs> Hello, someone. Um. So yeah, I mean, we have a little bit of interaction with Tara. That's very frosty. Um, and Tara's, just, yeah. Tara's like the most laid-back, chatty person ever in the apocalypse. Remember when Rick used to be like really narky with her and she'd just like flip him off and smile and you'd be like, yep. one day Rick's going to bury a hatchet in that girl. But So for Tara to be like that, Enid as well. Enid, Enid was basically training under Sadiq to become a medic and now... Yeah, now they're, they're not really talking to each other. No, now, of... now they're kind of talking medical to each other and very it was just, frosty. It was, wasn't it? It was just a case of this has been done, this has been done, this has been done, off you go. Yeah, uh, Car- and Carol saw her, just walked back into the house. Yeah, weird. And they then spoke later on, and again, it was frosty. It wasn't like, oh my god, I missed you so much. No, no it, it Back was... on that point as well, I think Tara, definitely up for the next leader. Um, I, I think possibly. I, I, I got Just speaking now generally about the show, I'd be a little bit disappointed because I don't think the Tara character's done enough or is there enough i think very similar to jesus is just kind of there i mean the one thing about the tara character i would say is we did have the one episode with her when she went and found oceanside yep so she's actually had more development than jesus which um but yeah i I don't know i mean i think that's probably where it's gonna go or we're gonna have a bit of a power vacuum there in light of jesus's death and we're going to have some arguments and perhaps the community is going to struggle, but spoiler we're, alert. Whoa. We're, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I, the other thing that happens um, is the Michonne and Carol conversation. What did you think about that? I mean, I was half expecting to see Carol scar at one point. Carol. Yeah. I mean, Daryl and Michonne have got one. Why can't Carol have one? Oh, I see what you mean. So, you were wondering if we were going to get another X scar reveal. That's what I was wondering. There was part of me was wondering. 
like maybe if a comment was being made and we saw it or but no it didn't happen but no, okay. it was all very frosty and kind of, I liked there was a line Carol used about we've both lost a child and yeah. carried on which yep. obviously we know Carol's one but was that a reference do you think to Carl or to her children beforehand to, to be honest with you, I think it was her, her biological child. Before uh, see, I thought I it think. might have been about Carl. It could have been. Um, but, you know, Carol knew um, Laurie, so I think to Carol, Carl was always Rick and Laurie's, and Michonne uh, was maybe. with Rick. Yeah. Um, I think perhaps a newer member of the group, I'd have said, yeah, she was referring to Carl. I think with Carol, I think she was referring to the fact that Michonne did lose, yeah. Yeah, her, her son. Um, I, I, I find the conversation between the two of them frosty. I, I liked the fact that there were still references of a mutual respect and love for each other. A kind of, we're family. They're again, talking but, about the fair as well, and come on, you can do this. I, I didn't well, want to say no to anyone, especially to you. Yeah. Now, so what is the problem? And that, that, this brings us back to what the hell's happened that this is now going on because. Surely there can't be a, a genuine issue with Michonne and a couple of people going to a fair. Well, this there, is the thing. You know, there, I'm, there I'm interested what, for this fair. What the hell? I mean, what possible reason is there in her mind that two or three people can't go? It doesn't make any logical sense beyond some kind of uh, petty feud. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm frustrated over it. I want to know what the hell's going on. Because to me, the Michonne character that I've got to know in the six-year time jumps vanished. And I'm now left with someone I don't know. Yeah, and that's the problem. It's almost like a completely new character. All her characteristics have changed. Her yep. kind of her way of thinking has changed. Her emotions, everything seems to have changed. Now, I know I did see on the Twitter last night, someone was blaming this on the fact that she's now got RJ. So therefore, she's had to become harder because she doesn't want to lose her child, it's a protection mother thing. But she's had Carl and Judith before that. Yeah, she obviously didn't and like them as much. Obviously not. I just yeah. can't see... I know people say, oh, you change when you have children, it makes you tougher and all this sort of thing, but surely not to this extent. Well, I If mean, anything, it... you'd want a better world for your children, not a, sod the rest of you, we'll make well, our own people. It, the thing that's weird is because she, she wanted to honour Carl so much, and yet she steered so far away from it. Yeah. Where Rick was, you know, Rick literally died in their eyes, um, wanting the communities to be together. Yeah. Um, you know, he gave his last days trying to build that bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that, that, that bridge, so much about The Walking Dead's been dire over the last few years, but the fact that that bridge represented a physical and a metaphorical bridge in those episodes was so smartly written, really. Yeah. It was storylined well, it was planned well, it was executed brilliantly by the actors and actresses involved, and you just had this real sense of what Rick was trying to do, and how the tighter he tried to hold it all together, the more it kind of fell apart. Whereas now you've got these guys driving a force between themselves, pushing everyone away. Yeah, so so what's caused it? Was it the fallout of Rick dying and the blame game? That's perfectly possible. See, but, I say that, but then actually, the kingdom and the hilltop don't seem to be that estranged at all. 
Well, they seem to still have links. Um, yeah, like they've, they've sent Henry there to be a yeah. blacksmith and it was going to be fine, yeah, don't worry about it sort of thing. And that was all fine. And Yeah, they're still It seems to friendly. just be Alexandra. Alexandra is out on its own, yeah. yeah. Alexandra seems to be separating itself from the others. So what, what's going on, we don't know. But any, I mean, the only other part with Michonne involved in, which kind of ties in um, with the the other aspect which is obviously she's brought the new people uh to hilltop and i still uh, love the sign language just talking away behind everyone's back and no one yeah. has any idea at all i love uh, it carol says hello my name is carol in sign language and i was kind of like what and then she goes yeah that's all i know which, yeah uh, which i, I loved that that was yeah. brilliant yeah that, that was kind of like when I, I go to like a restaurant or sort of a Spanish restaurant and I ask for something in Spanish and the waiter then just rattles something off. I'm like, yeah, dude, seriously, I just know how to order the tequila. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just <laughs> march your ass away. That's it. That's all I know. And, you know, two tequila. But it was everyone, look on everyone's face at Carol going, whoa, she speaks sign language. And then she's like, no, nah, that's all I got. Yeah. You know, that is literally all I have. Um, so yeah, uh, the new people are there. They're obviously. Uh, I think Tara's like, look, you gotta wait till Jesus gets back before any decisions are made. If you are staying here, you gotta earn your keep. Um, you get your weapons back if you leave. At the moment, we're keeping all of them to one side, which is kind of again, it's weird. Like this whole, I will have all your weapons. You will not have any weapons. We'll decide well, somewhere to keep you. It wasn't somewhere you can stay. It was somewhere to keep you and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. Whoa. Well, that that aimed at the new people. I didn't think was too out of character, you know, a new person coming into the community and you being like, "Yeah, you're, you're not walking around here with a knife. We don't know you." No, but it was that, the fact it was aimed at Sadiq and Michonne as well. That was the, the weird fact, bit. Yeah, the fact Sadiq and Michonne had to give up everything as well was a bit weird. That was that was kind of weird. Um, but the whole atmosphere between them was weird. But the new people are kind of like, oh, great, here we go again. You know, <laughs> another place that looks amazing that we could stay and they're potentially going to kick us out. <laughs> but um, So, yeah, they were kind of settling in. Now, the other scene with Michonne, which does lead us into the what I consider to be the main part of this episode, oh, yes. is obviously Rosita wakes up. Yes. Now, Rosita wakes up and is terrified. Is like, where am I? How long has it been? Has anyone found Eugene? They're they're just like, hey, don't worry, Daryl. Daryl and that have gone to find him. It's fine. She's like, no, you do not understand. Yeah, she's um, seen things. Yeah, she has seen and heard things. Uh, I liked that. I, I yeah, it's going to sound a little bit picky. I felt it could have been done a little bit better because I felt she didn't really say a lot. But then Michonne and Sadiq looked at each other like she just said the world's ending, and they were like, dun dun dun. Yeah, <laughs> but but nothing really. She didn't really say much other than they don't know what they're up against. Oh my god! And rushed off, and then they were like staring at each other, like, oh, "What could it be?" Yeah, Whereas... like the, I saw again a lot of responses on there. Have people saying the same as you? They would like to have heard to have said about mention well, the barn, mention yeah. where Eugene was, that sort of thing. Just a little yeah. bit more detail. If, if ah! she, yeah, if she'd sort of looked at Michonne, grabbed her, and gone, Michonne. The walkers were talking to each other and then ran off. Michonne would have been like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. <laughs> and that whole that whole facial expression would have made sense. And Sadiq would have been like, "Yeah, she she not yeah not there she, in the head. She hit people. her head quite hard. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that felt a little bit weird, but this does lead us in nicely then to Daryl, Aaron, and Jesus. They have gone on their quest with dogs. Yes. To dog. track down Eugene. And I'm going to get a dog of, and call it dog now. Uh, uh, everyone needs a dog called dog now. Yeah. 
They and that dog is well trained, by the way. The dog, just... dog and Daryl have clearly been together a while. But so in essence, they they get there and they're watching a herd, and the herd are just, in their words, they're just milling around, and yeah, it freaks them out. Um, which you know, have you ever seen them do this before? Nope, not ever. Yeah, this is new. This is weird. This is this isn't what they do. We we as the audience, uh, a lot of the audience, obviously know about the whispers because let's face it, if you've read anything about the show, even in the promotion, you know, whispers are coming. People have been like, okay, what are they? A quick Google and you find out. So I did love watching the people's reaction, who clearly just didn't know though. Yeah, yeah. There were some great. priceless moments on social media last night. But but that's great. Don't you think that they got something great out of that experience by not yeah. knowing? The shock of the walker ducking and stabbing Jesus. Mate, that was unreal. That's, we'll get back to, get yeah. back to that. Get back to yeah, oh my gosh. You, but if you had no yeah. idea, how amazing would that have been? <laughs> what the hell just happened? Yeah. yeah so, But focusing on this then, um, yeah. a, a question. We know that the Whisperers walk within herds. You yes. know that they that's how they move around and and dude, do they ever sleep standing up? Well, <laughs> that's all but, I can imagine. But you see what I'm saying with this because yeah. it must be perpetual motion. They, these people must have calf muscles like Olympic sprinters. My only thought I've how got how could is they ever stop? Otherwise, must they'll be have to kill the herd around huge, them. Huge, like a huge group of these people, the whisperers. Yeah, and they kind of swap in and out. Somehow, that's the only way I can think of this working. Like they must have like, like a community hub, yeah, like a building or something like that. Maybe we'll see that in future episodes. I don't know where they're kind of their bases, yeah. And it's kind of like right, you guys are going to go do the next twelve hours, keep the herd in this proximity, and then twelve hours later, another group comes in, takes over the outside, keeps encircling uh, the other I, guys. I, I don't know, but I, I just find that whole kind of. It's because, crazy. The whole thing Eugene is crazy. Eugene says they've been looking for him for two days. Yeah. Well, like, it's they've been not searching like, for me. What? It's not like they can just sit down and all the walkers around them and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's break time. Okay, everyone, break time. Yeah, no. It, it done, yeah, and surely, so, if you break character, you're in trouble anyway, surely. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fascinating. I'm really excited for all this. I can tell, actually. I can tell by your voice. You you have an air of excitement. So, the, the group spot this herd behaving weirdly. They then set off. I mean, Daryl's tracking Eugene, and he's doing all of his tricks. Yep. The herd end up in their chase like near them again, so he throws the alarm clock. Like, oh, that's okay, that'll lead them that way, don't worry. But it doesn't. It well, it does for a couple of which, seconds, and then they which, turn around again. Yeah, which, you know, again, confuses him. But so he says, you know, don't worry, we'll go, we'll find Eugene. They find him in the barn. Yep. Eugene is hiding. <laughs> the dog finds him. Eugene, are you down there? That's, That's an affirmative. An affirmative. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, he's dislocated his knee. I was like, That's okay, we'll pop it back in. He's like, yeah, we have no time. Um and then again, the, this herd finds them again, and Daryl again is just like, "What? This, you know, this isn't making sense." Eugene starts yeah. talking about the fact that they're evolving. He's heard them talk. They're all looking at Eugene like, "Seriously, what the hell?" Are you yeah, are you head? sure? <laughs> um, you know, they're helping him away. They get to like this crossroads. Um, visually, you've got the woods, you've got this road, you've got it's dark. Is there's fog? Something I want to it point out. It was creepy. Something I want to point out as well. Uh, Angela Kang, the showrunner, thank you for doing a nighttime shoot where we could all actually see what was going on. 
makes a change, doesn't it? I, I can't be alone in thinking back to the season seven clusterfuck, which was nighttime shoots where you, you can't see anything. See a yeah, damn thing. It drove me insane. They're like they're down in the tunnels and Carl's dying. I'm like, well, where is he? Someone, someone, tell me where Carl is. I want to yeah. see this scene. I've been told Carl's been bit. I didn't see where, but yeah, I, don't, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I, I heard a scene earlier. It sounded really great. Uh, yeah. It just drove me insane. But no, we're at we're at night time. There's fog everywhere, and yeah, I can see everything. Huh? It's, it's like someone remembered to switch the lights on. Um, yeah. The worst bit yeah. was I was watching it, and we had a light mist falling. As I was watching it, by the time yeah. I went to bed, I was terrified. Nice, that's what I like to hear. They, they did a good job. 28-year-old bloke closing his curtains because I can see mist outside and I'm just like, yeah. nope. Yeah, that's that's where the walkers come from. Um, I I genuinely felt that they went to a very, uh, very good horror place for this. Yeah. I think they went to a... When you picture a zombie apocalypse film or something like this, they had everything—the big iron gates, the walls, the graveyard, the, the forest, like the the fog. Everything was perfect. Yeah, it, it visually. Um, I'm gonna drop a big word on you, which you did media studies. You might know it. Go on. And the big word is contextualization. I have heard it. Okay, so the reason why I'm dropping that big word is because we as an audience are conditioned to the behaviour of zombies and yep. how that works. When we see the fog, the the mist, if you like, the, the graveyard, the big iron gates, the 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 meandering coming through, hearing the noises, the like that, we are completely conditioned to understand how zombies work, yeah. how they behave, and what to expect. The reason why I dropped that big word is because what Angela Kang did in this episode is set the scene so everybody knew what was going to happen right up to the moment that that zombie ducked. But I still didn't expect it. Like, the duck was just like, what? It was uh, brilliant. I mean, this. I mean, let, let's just roll it through. So Jesus has said to them, you know, come on get behind me you know i've got this after him and aaron killed a good few walkers together the the training of aaron's obviously worked jesus finally got to show some of the stuff we've seen from a comic book jesus with some kicks and some badassery which was great uh michonne and the new people have arrived they're the other side of the gate obviously headed that way thanks to rosita telling them where eugene was and apparently possibly but yeah Um, i did get a little confused at how she turns up at the perfect time when she was heading at the barn and they are now nowhere near the barn because they've run away from the barn oh that's easy it said so in the script okay cool yeah so they arrived there at the gates uh eugene and they were trying to open the gates jesus is dealing with the walkers we've seen our people deal with walkers like this countless times he turns to head back because they've opened the gate like come on and there's two walkers left to deal with. He kills one, he goes to kill the other, and it ducks and stabs him right through the back. And what? whispers like, in his I'm sorry, but the zombie ducked. Come on. I was just whispered sat there like, in his what? ear. You don't belong here. Which is a line direct from the comics which made the entire social media world just go absolutely crazy. Like there was nerdgasms everywhere. Now from that, you heard an Aaron shriek. Yes. You then saw our group step forward. This this 
guy, this uh, whisperer, turned and then dropped because Daryl arrived and put a crossbow bolt through his head. Deserved. But then, but then other whisperers come running through the fog with knives. How awesome was that visual? Like the, the running zombies suddenly. with knives yeah. was just like, wait, what is going on? Like, yeah. imagine not knowing what the whisper. I, I would love to have been one of these pure people that didn't yeah. know what the whisperers were. Yeah, they've just seen a just zombie been... duck and stab someone, and now zombies are running at people with knives. It must have just been mind like, blown. What, what the hell is going on? Um, we then get the reveal that you know they deal with them easily. By the way, the, these guys, albeit very scary, obviously can't fight for nothing. Um, They're not used to it. That's obvious. <laughs> clearly, yeah. Whereas our guys dispatch them within seconds, and are then are just stood there looking completely freaked out, which I liked. Um, and then Daryl realizes that this is a person wearing a dead person, you know, and they've stitched the skin up um he takes this mask off yeah he kind of like cuts through it with his knife which is a great visual as well like skinning it yeah like well this is what's happened but then the mid-season finale ends on a cliffhanger because the group that are there are completely surrounded you hear the whispers saying you know surround them get around them and that's how it's left it's ended that's how the episode ends um, I know everyone in the Walking Dead universe are massive fans of cliffhangers as well. So, oh yeah, we love those. Yeah, big big thumbs up for that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I I can't say enough about that. That last that the last scene was just phenomenal. I, I think the whole thing with Jesus, Daryl, and Aaron that all of them in this episode was just brilliant. Don't you think this episode would have been one of the very best if that's all that had been in it? Yeah, back to what I said at the beginning. The episode, I loved it. Most of yeah. it. If this whole episode had just been that, them finding Eugene in the first part, yep. them trying to move away and just being completely confused that this herd keeps following them, the yep. next part, the storm hitting, the fog, it being dark, finding this graveyard being the next part, and then the last part being as it is. That an episode of that would have just been like watching a horror film. You'd have it, been holding your breath. Yeah, it probably would have been the best episode they've done. Yeah, it, it would have been something very special. I understand that they've got this massive ensemble of characters and they're trying to move storylines all over the place. But I mean, to, I think to me, they could have probably got away with it if they'd done all those three parts and thrown a bit of the Michonne part to show them, show them getting to Hilltop, show them finding out Eugene's out. And then, right, we must go get them. And that, that had just been all it had been. Well, that could have been the cold open. Yeah. You know, Michonne and that lot arriving with the riders are coming. You'd had yeah. all that interaction. And then the show starting after Rosita wakes up going, oh, you know, you've got to find them. We heard the walkers. They're speaking to each other, Michonne. You don't understand. You've got to get there. And then, and then, and then Michonne the looking in. like terrified. Then the music cuts in. And then the episode is... Oh, imagine. That would have been incredible. Well, it was tense. Every time we flicked back, you know, I didn't mention that Daryl tried to turn the herd by himself with firecrackers. Yeah, that the scene. Dog, lot, and that the dog incredible. trained. The dog trained to bark at them to draw them as well. Yeah, you know, keep uh, going, then, boy. Keep going, boy. And, and then, then stopping just as turned. soon as he tells him to stop. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then he just watches them with this look of like, what the hell? Yeah, because they they start walking towards him. Yeah. So and then how... obviously the whisperers. I think the whisperers must always be kind of on the outside. 
and by turning they turn the herd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they they've learnt from what they're doing how to manipulate the walkers. So Yeah, so they must kind of be like, right, we want to go that way. So everyone make a barrier at the front left hand side and yeah. turn them and they'll all follow each other. Let's go. Yeah. There are creepy loads scenes. there are loads and loads of publicity photos being dropped at the moment ready mm-hmm. for a 9B. Yeah. The one that I've seen so far which just looks something really special actually as a picture and i hope is that the beta uh beta. no idea um i don't know the whisperer character i've deliberately tried to step back from finishing the whisperer arc that i was reading because i knew it was coming on the show yeah my dad's done the same thing i'm talking about an actual picture yep. from a scene which is daryl and they're at the hilltop and you Ooh. know we had this image of the hilltop has all of the fields outside of the walls. Yeah. There's about 20 walkers just stood there. They're not moving around. They're not doing anything. And Daryl's walking down towards them. And they're just stood there looking at everybody. So they're Ooh. not walking. So they're the whisperers. But they look like walkers. Because oh, it's not the, the picture I've seen then. So yeah, they're just stood there. Well, there's loads. Yeah, there are the loads one I've seen is it's a picture of, I believe it's meant to be Beta. And he's just stood in a room, but he's like zombified, but it just looks like they look scary as hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the makeup people have done an amazing job. It was one that I was just wondering, how in the hell are they going to move that from, from you know, book to screen? But they have. So well. Yeah, uh, terrifying. Um, special mention to Jesus then, to finish the episode. He finally um, got his thing. He finally got to be the kick-ass Jesus that he was meant to be. For about three and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, I said on the podcast last week, I predicted his death. I'd like to point out, I don't read the spoilers. That was Alfie used to do that on this and show, not I me. I can back him up on that one, because when um, I read the spoiler and said, oh, dang it, you were right, you sat there going, about what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was generally ticked at you as well. So <laughs> yeah. I, was like, oh, I was so I sorry. ruined it. Yeah. So sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, I predicted, and the reason why I predicted it is because the characters had nothing going on. You know, yeah. he got introduced to us in this like awesome way. The episode where we meet him is just one of the best episodes on the drug. Yeah, Rick, Rick and Daryl like hold on, slam the brakes on. He goes flying. Got the Benny Hill music playing as he runs yes. around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was just such a great introduction to a character who was an absolute ninja badass. You know, yeah. they tied him up put him in a locked room and he escaped and ended up in Rick's bedroom but we never saw that again in the whole of the war he had one fight and it was with Morgan yeah I've, I've and got yet his, in the um, comics that he's yeah, given. yeah sorry yeah so it, the it actor Tom Payne yeah um, upon leaving has had a little bit of a dig it does seem slightly I mean he was on the talking dead last night I don't watch that crap um, I watched it purely because it said there was a special guest and I assumed it was going to be him. Yeah. I watched the first half of it or so and then Dad went to bed so I turned it all off and went to bed. But I'm going to re-watch the rest of it later on today to see if anything more is said. But even in that, he kind of said, you know, I was uh, texting the fiance and got a missed call and I texted her to say, oh, I think I've just missed the call. And yeah. then I phoned back and then texted her going, ah, oh, it was the call. Yeah. And all that sort of thing. But yeah, he's released a statement was done in an interview he did. Yep. And I'll read it. I'll just read it. I've got it on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fire so, um, 
They were aware I wouldn't be unhappy if they got rid of me. I expressed unhappiness last season. I was very frustrated with what the character had been doing. He arrived in a very cool way, and then he floundered at the hilltop. During the war with the Saviours, the only person he had a fight with was a man who was once on his side, whereas in the comics, he has this massive fight with Negan. He catches a grenade and throws it back at his enemies. Which is awesome. Which I can imagine would have been a great visual anyway. Yeah. Um, he was he's the most capable member of the entire group and he wasn't used at all in no. the background I was training every single week I was ready and raring to go you can't help but feel a little bit despondent when you're not released to do some cool stuff it was yeah. mutual and they knew I would be okay with it it's an amazing show and I was so honoured to be part of it but at the same time being the same character without anything fun to do is a bit frustrating <laughs> there you go and I'm like, that's a that's a slide was dig. Um, I, I'm not even sure that that's as subtle as I thought it was the first time. I think that's a straight up. It's kind screwed, of a. They screwed the character, so I'm glad I'm gone. Yeah. Have you read the comics? Have you seen how badass he is? Why am I just sitting at the hilltop doing nothing? Come on. Well, it's it's a symptom of the fact that they had so much or so many characters and only so much screen time, so they made choices, but. The choices that Gimple has made were just atrocious, and Jesus as a character is one I think everyone was really couldn't wait to enjoy. There's so much potential in that character. Well, he he's hit the nail on the head. You know, he said it himself right there. It's just it became a nothing, which is very disappointing. Um, my friend, we have had a monster amount of comments, so without yeah. any further ado, I'm gonna head to our feature. And there are going to be so many names here. I'm generally terrified, but it is. I'm it amazed. Is that time again. The interaction is brilliant. And now, let us turn to our Facebook page, where Sam butchers names. Okay, right. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to fly through these. I know you've done a brilliant job interacting with everyone. So if you have commented and I don't read you out, I apologise. We will get you on the I page. I have replied to everyone now, though. Okay, so first up is Shirley Webb. Shirley Webb says, Negan escaping, and then does lots of shocked emoji, and poor Jesus didn't expect that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Negan escaping should be interesting. Manda Ezekwe says, Hashtag Stefan didn't, didn't warn me. Yeah, there was a post on another one about she is watching it and she was very on edge. And apparently yeah. I didn't warn her that it was going to be Jesus. Yeah, well, that's your fault. Um, I've uh, gone back Pam, and corrected it. <laughs> yeah, Pam Jet says, I'm really disappointed Jesus had so much more to give. Why didn't the Whisperers kill somebody else? I think because Jesus in that moment was an absolute badass. Um, yep. And he tried to kill the guy and the guy ducked, which that scene was great. Mm. Uh, Amy Richards, was it just me... But I loved the, when Negan escaped. We just know when it returns, Negan will be back in action. But Jesus can't believe he died. What a shocking ending. He will be missed. Genuinely, no. Amy, will he be missed, though? What has he actually done on the TV show? Because, like I said last week, I, I liked Jesus as a character. But I thought they'd done nothing with him. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't see that he's going to be a big, like, he's going to be gone the next part of next season. I don't see we're going to see a massive difference. I think the man is going to be missed more than anything. 
I have no words for that. Uh, Mary Fernandez says, Danger, Negan is loose, and why did you kill Jesus? No! There are so many good dead Jesus jokes, so I'm going to move on. Uh, Linda Hunter says, I hate that Jesus died, and I hate that Negan escaped. Seriously, our Facebook page could be mistaken for like an Easter thing right now. Uh, Robin (laughs) Wisen says, Sorry, Jesus, you were one of the good guys. So glad Aaron is okay. Boo, hiss, boo, Negan. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Sharon Gatlin Furby. Fair play, fair play. I thought that was going to go a lot worse. Didn't want Jesus to die. Her funny, no one say him escape. I think saw him escape. Uh, Negan, yeah, true. Uh, Mike D. Williams says, Morgan killed called the Whisperers way back in season three, so there's no surprise. The surprise was the outcome of the mid-season finale. Um, yeah, Morgan did say um, did say that he saw dead people uh, people wearing dead people's faces. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a insight to that then, which I saw from a Comic-Con panel. When that episode aired, it was part penned by Robert Kirkman. Uh, Robert Kirkman at that particular time had only just come up with the concept of the Whisperers for the comics. It was a nice little Easter egg yeah. to the comics, but not to the TV show. So Morgan, back then, had not encountered the Whisperers. The Whisperers are a new thing that has happened in the time jump. So in the TV universe, that reference doesn't apply to anything other than it was a nice little nod to the comics. It was just Morgan was a bit cray-cray saying crazy things. It's still damn cool. Uh, Rebecca Griffin, Jesus didn't die, he'll be resurrected in three days. Yes! (gasps) Yes! Rebecca, you can't make those jokes. Only I can make those jokes. (laughs) Um, Rick gets impaled with a massive pole and was in a huge dying pain and survives. Jesus gets stabbed and dies instantly. The The knife went up through his heart. That's the difference. Yeah, that was a straight heart shot. Yeah. Uh, Joe Anderson. Negan on the loose makes this show worth watching again. Jesus died. Oh, well. <laughs> He's <laughs> not a big Jesus fan. No, no. Joe's, Joe's certainly not getting into heaven. Uh, John Olsen. <laughs> the Whisperers look badass. Negan is out. Yay. Great creepy ending. It was yep. a great creepy ending. Corey Williams. Hell yeah. Negan's out. Woo. Okay, I'm worried about how many Negan fans there are. Everyone well, remembers very different. this guy, Have you right? noticed this? There's a lot of... It's either, oh, Negan's out, or, yeah, Negan's out. There's no middle ground. It's hate or... He is Marmite. Yeah, he is Marmite. Okay, Aaron Mayer says, so sad to see Jesus gone, but wowzer, those whisperers are terrifying. Yep. Damn straight. Uh, Carol Reed Kirk says, I will miss Jesus more than anyone can imagine. A shining light has gone out of the hilltop. Got some justice when that awful whisperers did not live that long. Um, that really does look like a religious quote. It does. Uh, <laughs> Carolina uh, Ferrity. Well, it is what it is. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> she did come um, back to say that yeah, she did love yeah, the episode she, she loved and it, was actually yeah. scared. Yeah, uh, Sharon Grady, I'm still in shock. Uh, big hug, Sharon. Sheila Hayden, oh my god, they killed Jesus. Now, I wanted to do that in a South Park. Oh my god, they killed Jesus! You <laughs> bastards! Oh, you're glad you're not getting near those pearly gates. <laughs> I wasn't anyway for so many reasons. <laughs> I'm glad Negan's out, let the games begin. Yeah, I mean, that is a real added fun thing. Uh, Shari Randall pisses me off about Jesus, and what's Negan gonna do? Join the Whisperers? No, no, he isn't. Uh, Patrick Landry, aka the Laundry Man. 
Fantastic introduction to the Whisperers. Genuine fear and horror is back on the show. Something that has been lacking for a long time. Terminus was scarier than the Saviors. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, great cinematic shots with the fog and was perfect setting for this. Magna and her group showing up right behind Michonne was was clutch in that fight. Yeah. Jesus finally got his iconic armor and sword, the samurai wrecking ball that the group but yeah, obviously went out again. Um uh, da, 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 let's see we've got more. So we've got Deb Chambers Stevens says sad to see Jesus die. As were the apostles. Jenna Dalacor says, What about Australia? I'm sorry, Jenna. Um, that's down to me. When I post this, I always say it's now aired in the US and the UK. I'm going to have to find out when it airs down under now because I feel bad. See, um, Jenna ki- was the reason I did my g'day, mate. See? So that's her fault. It's all Jenna's fault. You can go off her. Um, Kimberly Shropshire says, Hate they killed Jesus. Shame. Shame! I want to do that in a Game of Thrones way. Shame! Uh, <laughs> Helen Burns watched it last night. I was sorry Jesus died. Didn't expect that. I thought it could have been a bit more creepier. Ooh, I thought it was pretty creepy. But yeah. yeah, we did say the whole episode could have held that tension. I'm already wondering how they can get out of being trapped, but think Carol and or Negan will get there. Ooh. Yeah, now she says Carol or Negan will get there with a box of nails and all hell will break loose. Now, are we back on Jesus jokes with the box of nails or nope, move on Sam. Okay. I really hope um, it was cuz that's how I read it and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Linda Hunter, I hate that Jesus died and I hate that Negan escaped. What well on Linda? You 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 go hate. Um uh I think I'm going back over some of the same ones. Now Mike D Williams yeah, Morgan called the Whisperers way back in season three. Yeah, we've done these ones now. You're getting reruns. reruns. Yeah, why, why are the comments coming up twice? I think we're done. We are, that's it. Yeah, 64 comments done. on that one, mate. Done, 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 done. A massive thank you to everybody who got involved. Uh, we love going through the comments and chatting everybody. The interaction's always fun. Um, the opinions on the show is the reason why we do the podcast. So, yeah, it's it's been good. Um, I, yeah, 9A was interesting for various reasons, but 9B well. is going to be all about the Whisperers, and I hope we get a, a story arc in 9B, not not just messing about for all of it in the hope that they can stretch it out to yeah. series 10, let's let's have um, the arc, let's have the I Whisperer mean, war. I'm hoping the arc is going to last into season 10 anyway, and it's going to be a big arc, but yeah, I want development, I want the fear to stay, Yeah, I was saying I've not been that kind of nervous for characters, probably since when they were back at the prison, walking around the prison, well, and now... anyone could die at that point, you had no idea, and all of a sudden that kind of almost came back a bit. Well, now we've had Jesus die, as much as I hate to say this, I do think some of this ensemble cast needs to die. Yep. There are a lot of characters in there that I like, but I feel need to go. And there's two reasons for this. One, because they're just milling around. They don't have story arcs that are any good. Yep. And two, because for the show to survive, they need to cut the budget. <laughs> and therefore, this yeah, big ensemble cast they have needs to get thinned. Yeah. And the Whisperers is just a great way of doing that. And bringing us back to that horror, holy hell, people are dying all over the place. See, Every episode, my, you can't miss it. Yeah. Because if you miss it, you could lose someone. In, 
Yeah. My so, dad has now stopped reading the comics because it's hit the whispers on the TV. He didn't yeah. want to jump in front, but he's read a couple of bits with the whispers in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's told me a couple of characters that the whispers do get. Well, and I'm like, "Oh, Jesus wasn't one of them." No, but that's it, why it, I said the king. It's going to be interesting and, to see what happens next. Um, yeah. Because there is no textbook being followed anymore. Um no. Scott Gimple basically lifted pages off the comics and put them onto the screen. Angela Kang seems to have gone back to the original showrunner's methodology, which is, it's this is our on. guide, yeah. and I am going to go this way based on it. And that, for me, offers a lot so more. Exciting. So So I'm looking forward to that. Now, now, my friend, the only thing we've got left to talk about before we wrap is our Christmas special. I'm still terrified about this. We are going to be recording a Christmas special. Uh, Alfie, the original uh, member of the Stuff and Thangs podcast, has said to me he may be up for coming back. Yay! The, the Christmas special is going to be broken down into two parts. There will be fun in games, because you have to have games on a Christmas, Christmas. special. Yep. Um, possibly even drinks, depending on what time of day we record. Doesn't but, matter for me. But yeah, it does not <laughs> matter for me. It's It's seven somewhere um and basically we will be talking about rick grimes uh rick grimes we're going to be talking about favorite episodes or favorite moments and then we're going to move on to discussing the future which is these uh trilogy of films that are going to be planned and we are just going to throw out theories we think could be true theories we think could work in the greater universe and then we're just going to throw some absolute mad stuff out there because it's funny awesome so that is going to be the Christmas special. Now that is going to be in a few weeks' time. Um, we're going to aim to get it recorded and out to you the week beginning the 17th of December. Um, probably Ooh. towards the end of that week, around the 20th or the 21st. But keep an eye on the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash stuffandthangs. Find us on Twitter at podcast of thangs. If you don't know how to spell thangs, you're really in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, I yeah man so we're going to be gone uh, other than the Christmas special uh, we will be back next year but we will be here for the Christmas special so make sure you join us for that uh, yeah. big thank you to everybody for listening and keeping us company this season we've really appreciated it uh, my friend always lovely talking to you of course we are, we are done we out you are where you do not belong Followed by over 17,000 people on Facebook, you need to be one of them. Find the Stuff and Thangs podcast on Facebook at Stuff and Thangs Podcast. Also check us out online at StuffandThangsPodcast.com. If you can't figure out how to spell it, then you don't deserve to be there.